Good morning and welcome to another good day with Ray. I'm Ray and I'm an intuitive spiritual coach that encourages people to answer their soul's calling. We all have a reason we are put on this earth. You have a spiritual gift. And the sole purpose of this podcast is to give you a few minutes every day to connect with your heart and communicate with the divine so you can cultivate the courage you need to take a leap of faith, express your soul's purpose, and step into the life you know that you're meant for. Listening to this podcast today is a nod to the universe that you're ready. And I'm so honored to be able to assist you on this life-changing journey. Let's get started. All right, good morning. So if you took note of the title today, then you know we have a guest on. It's been a while since we've had guests, but I'm bringing them back. I'm bringing them back. Today's guest is Brittany. And she goes by Soul Harmony Healing on TikTok and Instagram. I actually found her on TikTok doing oracle card readings and Reiki videos. And so just over time, I don't know how it happened, probably just commenting back and forth on each other's stuff, me and Brittany became friends. Actually, we're pretty good friends because her and I are partnering up to create something. Maybe we'll tell you today or in tomorrow's episode. I'm not sure. But um, yeah, we're now friends and business partners. So Brittany, just really quick, she is an etheric guide, life coach, energy healer, Reiki practitioner, and Akashic record reader. So we both actually grew up Christian as well. Like we have a similar background. So we get into that a little bit in the episode and yeah, it's just, it's a, it's a good time if you're into like rabbit hole conversation. So here we are and I hope you enjoy this episode. Okay. All right, Brittany, how are you doing today? I'm doing very well. How about you, Ray? I'm doing good. Uh, first, I just want to say thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. I'm really trying to con- give more stories to my community about like how spiritual journeys start. Mm -hmm. Um, and because a lot of, a lot of my community members, I do wonder if like, I'm the only person they know that like talks to spirit or sees, uh, has psychic visions and has elaborate dreams. And I really want to bring on more stories and, uh, of other people that, so they know I'm not special, like this can happen for all of us. And so I'm really appreciative of you sharing our time, uh, your time and doing this with us. So thank you. Well, thank you. I'm very honored to be here as well. And that you asked me, um, it's very, it's, it's a big honor to be asked to speak in front of your, in front of your audience. So I appreciate you. Um, that's actually one of the reasons that I started, uh, my own podcast is because, I wanted to show people that there's other people out here that are also experiencing these things, right? And they look vastly different from one another, but we're all part of the same community. Um, And it can look so different from one another, like the modalities, the things we're interested in, but we can all come together as like a collective and help validate each other's experiences. Right. Yeah. And I feel like, because when this podcast first started, which a lot of my listeners are hanging in there with me. When I Mm -hmm. first started this podcast, um, I actually was not into spirituality at all anymore. That was during my phase of walking away and feeling betrayed by the universe, to be quite Mm -hmm. frank. And um, it was through podcasting and building this connection 
with my community and realizing over time, something had happened. Oh, that's what happened. They're showing me, me and this guy had a falling out, somebody that I really cared about. And he had sent me this book about the something to the universe. I'll look it up in a second. Um, but basically this guy wrote a book where he saw two entities giving them mess, giving him messages. And like, he could mm-hmm. see them on their couches, which I can't see spirit like that. Um, but they were like clear as day to him. And he was channeling these messages from him. And I asked my friend, I was like, why would you send me something like this? And he's mm-hmm. like, I don't know. I just liked the book and it reminded me of you. And I was like, I can do this. Like, this is what I, I can do this. I just mm-hmm. haven't done it in a long time. And, um, it scares me knowing that like, but I haven't been doing it. And so anyways, through a culmination of events and through podcasting, I started praying on my podcast and channeling again. And it just started, it just started doing that. Like I had to start reading people again. It, it all happened all of a sudden, even though I had turned away from it for two years. And a lot of my community gets confused about that. But I guess I'll ask you really quick, how did your journey start? And what has it been like for you uh, so far? Like, okay. <laughs> yeah, let's just do that. Let's go into that first. Okay. <laughs> so I also grew up in the Christian church. Um, I was raised by my grandparents and my grandpa was a Southern Baptist preacher. Love him very much. Um, but it was a lot of constructs around being grown up, growing up in the church, um, especially around being a female. Mm-hmm. And so like, uh, there was some like body shaming and just a lot of different things that I went through. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so I had a similar journey where I was really involved in the church. But then when I grew up, I started to pull away and I like shut all of that down. Like I very much turned away from religion and like spirituality and all of those things, because all I had seen really was oppressive behavior within the church. And that's not a blanket statement. Like there's mm-hmm. the, the church is a lovely thing mm-hmm. and I'm not bashing religion or anything, mm-hmm. just the, what my experience was. Okay. Right. And so I just turned away from it completely and I was feeling very lost <laughs> and it was kind of disheartening to not think about something bigger than yourself or maybe something like being here on my next leg of the journey or the afterlife. Similar to you, I had a falling out with someone that sparked my spiritual awakening journey. <laughs> yeah. And so I was going through a very traumatic rough time and I looked around and I said, I want my life to be completely different than what it is right now. Mm -hmm. I'm not happy with my reality. Mm -hmm. And so I picked myself up off the bathroom floor because I was crying in the bathroom. Um, And I said, what do I need to do? And then the universe completely changed everything in my paradigm. It was very rocky ride. I had a rocky Kundalini experience, Mm -hmm. but it spurred my growth and it pushed me towards what I'm doing now in spirituality. Can we... Uh, uh really quick. Cause some people, mm-hmm. I will say this is, this is where we're at with the podcast. Somebody may not know what even a Kundalini experience. Oh, is. So basically I had all of this trauma and anxiety and depression and body dysmorphia, like all these things that I could had kind of like swept under the rug and not looking at because I was just in survival mode, trying to get through life. 
basically my, the universe said, oh, you want something different then you have to look at all of these things. Mm -hmm. And so all of that stuff was brought to the surface so I could start sifting through it and healing through it. So basically Kundalini spiritual awakening is we got to get through all this stuff to make you feel better to help heal your soul, but you're going to have to look through it. (laughs) So they started showing me all these different things and different facets and saying like, here's how you change your life. Yeah. Yeah. I I've definitely been through a version of that. I do wonder if you can have multiple in a lifetime because (laughs) it's so some things just get so intense. I, I do feel like I did all my questioning, um, Cause you're, you're just a few years older than me, I believe. And this happened to you around what age? I was 20. Hold on. I got to do math. <laughs> I was 27 <laughs> when this happened. So my original, so my first like spiritual awakening, and I do agree with you that these are things that can happen over and over like cycles of healing, deepening of healing. Mm -hmm. My first one was in 2015. And that's where like, I noticed that the world that I was living in wasn't matching up with all of the things that the world had to offer because of like those constraints and the programming. But then I kind of fell back asleep and like, didn't do anything with it. (laughs) And then in 2017, when I was 27, that is when like everything started taking forward motion. But I've had several since then, like even since then, it's like, okay, you reach this depth of healing and then it's time to start all over again. It's like peeling an onion back. (laughs) Yeah. So wait, you're only probably been like two years older than me. I think so. You're 30, right? Yeah. Okay. 32. I just turned 30. Okay. Yeah. So around the same times, that's, that's, what's really interesting. Actually, um, 2017 is when I actually started my spiritual coaching business but I quickly, when I moved back home, I stopped doing it. And a lot of my audience doesn't know, but like the first time I offered a course to somebody, um, they paid me $400 on the spot. Like they basically just put $400 cash in my hand. They Mm -hmm. didn't know me. Um, all I did was give them a reading. And then they were like, I need you to read me twice a month for three months. Mm -hmm. Cause I'm having a really hard time. And I was like, okay. And I had to do some checkoffs of like making sure she didn't need therapy and she needed that reading would be sufficient. And it seemed so, cause she had just gone through this major thing, this divorce in her life, but she was handling it pretty well. She just needed to like get over this person, um, which I thought she was going to need therapy, but she was pretty damn calm for somebody <laughs> that like her husband just left her, just left her. It was crazy. Wow. It's absolutely nice. So yeah, I, I look back on that moment in that 2017 and always wonder where would I be today? If I just mm-hmm. like not let being home and having my family looking over my shoulder, which, you know, I've just grown up a bit knowing they have their own lives, but on this vein of like conversation and talking about getting out of the church, how hard was that for a while? Like, was it, was it pretty easy? Did your family just not really say much? Did you have a good support system of friends that weren't Christian? So you could hang out with them more like what was going down? So as I got a little bit older. My grandfather had like retired from preaching. So he wasn't doing that as often. And so actually he was almost himself going through kind of like this own type of metaphysical, spiritual awakening Mm. himself. Yeah. Because he was like, I don't like the constructs of what some of the church is teaching. So like at the same time that he was pulling away from a little bit, it was causing me to pull away from it a little bit. So they didn't really 
harp on me continuing to go to church or like pushing me to do that when I got older into 16, 17, 18 years old. And then once I was like 19, I was gone, right (laughs) out of the house. And I entered into my uh, long-term relationship that I was in. (laughs) That was very also triggering for my spiritual awakening journey. Um, And at that time, the person who I was with was not invested in the church. Mm -hmm. And so that might also be one of the reasons I gravitated towards them because they weren't pushing that where I live in the South and it's a very Bible built uh, (laughs) place to live in and everybody goes to church. Right. But I found somebody who was also on that same, like non-interest level. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't really a rocky transition for me. Like nobody was pressuring me to go. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, I had my son in between that time. And I started to feel the tug again to get back in the church to help him like learn specific morals because there's lots of great things about religion and church. Mm-hmm. Um, but I always had that in the back of my mind, like this isn't quite what I want for our family, but there wasn't anybody like pressuring me. Yeah. Do you feel like there was people pressuring you to stay within religion? Absolutely. I mean, yeah. I, I still feel pressure from my family and mm-hmm. And something that I have to tell people in my readings, um, it's coming up or it came up with a client this week is like, you know, um, I saw around their energy, their parents staring over them. And I was like, look, I don't know how to interpret this. I'm not sure if your parents are standing by because they're supportive or they're judgmental. And they're Mm -hmm. telling me um, my parents are judgmental. And I said, well, I see that. And I think I'm picking up that they're supportive because of how much they love you, you know? So it's Mm -hmm. like, they really feel like they are doing this to correct you. And it's coming from a place of love. And I think that's why I was confused on what was what, because I think it's Mm -hmm. both. And so this is something I've had to struggle with um, over the past few years. And it's something that I tell people who are transitioning out of religion as well, that have family that want them to still be a part of it or still harbor that fear, you know, that you're not going to go to heaven with them, which they're super concerned about. Um, I don't want to minimize that because sometimes my family does pop in and listen to things. But it's mm-hmm. like, I really have to not internalize that. And that's how they want to believe. I didn't ask to be grown up in a religion. You know, that's not, mm-hmm. I didn't ask when I was one years old to be, to do that. And I shouldn't have to continue my life that way if, if that's not what I chose for myself. So um, it does get difficult sometimes having to sit through conversations with my family and them talk about Christianity, but yet I don't feel the need to talk about what I believe around them Mm -hmm. out of respect for them so sometimes I do feel it's a little disrespectful and at the same time with like me and you have both talked about it we talk to Jesus all the time you know Mm -hmm. we we have a connection with Jesus so so in a way I don't push it away because I do I do really love Jesus and he helps me with things and it's not the same way that they perceive it so it's it's weird how I push against it and I feel like it's because I know the truth of what Jesus was trying to say. And it's so distorted within the churches from what, from my perspective. And yet Jesus tells me not to correct them. Jesus tells me, let them say what they want to <laughs> say. Let them be who they want to mm-hmm. be. They're not going to listen to you anyway. So do not, do not correct them. Just be there, be with them and nod your head and then leave when you want. Like, that's what I'm instructed to do all the time. And so it's really frustrating for me to be quite honest, but it's very frustrating actually. It can be really frustrating, like even with um, 
my son's father's side of the family, they are very in the Christian church. And I have held a lot of resentment over the years because of the things that I endured in the church. Right. Mm -hmm. But I had to come to a realization, like they didn't have anything to do with that. Mm -hmm. And other people don't either. Like, and sometimes people just want something like that higher than themselves to believe in. And that's yeah. totally okay. Right. Yeah. Which I think like we, we do. Yeah, I was going to say we do that. <laughs> right. So that's why I try not to criticize because I'm like, I, I, I truly, I, I feel like me and you can both say this with confidence. It's like, uh, if we're going to compare who believes the Looney Tune is stuff, I mean, I feel like I'm up there, you know, right. <laughs> like spirit guides and entities and like all these things. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, like, uh, and like, you know, the things that we channel and there was things that you talk about, like galactic light language. I'm like, oh, that's cool. And you're like, yeah, it's too out there at this point. I'm just like, so that's why I don't judge. That's why I don't try to correct mm -hmm. them because I feel like their belief systems that are getting us through the day. And at the end of the day, I, I listened to a podcast recently that said, um, this guy was like, I'm like 64% there's an afterlife. And mm -hmm. so I like saying that. I like to say that like, I'm, uh, I even said it yesterday on my readings uh, on TikTok that I was like, y'all, I'm like 90% sure I'm right about things, but like, <laughs> but I'm like 10%, I might be loony. I'm like, I might be a loony too. Mm -hmm. I just, you know, I happen across, I just stumble across too much accurate information with people I don't even see people. I can't even hear their voice. Mm -hmm. Like, and I tell them things about what's going on in their life. Like this other, this girl yesterday, I like picked up that she was, uh, and she had been in an abusive relationship, you know, like, how am I supposed to know that? I'm not mm -hmm. supposed to know that. So what do you say that is? And some people want to say that it's like the devil or whatever, but to me, it's like people get way too much healing and the devil doesn't heal. Like, like mm -hmm. the ego, the ego cannot heal you. The ego, which is what I interpret the devil to be. I mean, there's the cat out of the bag there. I don't know. Oh, very interesting. I like that. <laughs> I like that comparison. Yeah. It's yeah. not saying it's not saying it is the devil, just saying like, you can see how they have similar <laughs> aspects to them. Yeah. Like, you know, fear and, um, and being safe about things or, um, yeah, I've always, people call it the devil. I'm like, no, that's just your ego. But also the ego is a construct that keeps you safe in certain ways as well, mm -hmm. you know, but it also encourages disconnection. Don't tell anybody about your life. People will judge you. Don't be very secretive. And God's like, they're no better than you. Tell them whatever you want. Like, mm -hmm. who are they to judge you? It's very interesting. But so, yeah, I did tell you today that I thought about a stumbling across that topic of leaving the Christian church, I have had and still struggle with it. I'm getting better at speaking my voice around it and just holding my mm -hmm. truth while other people hold theirs. But it's not as easy when you're literally your whole family is Christian. Like literally mm -hmm. there's not, there's no one in my family that I can think of right now. That's not Christian. I'm the only one. I feel like that can cause a lot of like basking Mm -hmm. And feeling like you can't express yourself authentically and like be true to who you are because you always have to like curl tail sometimes the things that you're saying, not with your family necessarily, but just anybody in general with not being, having the space mm -hmm. to be authentic. Yeah. It can cause a lot of things like anxiety and depression because it's like you're constantly trying to build this persona around you to keep you safe. Yeah. And there's one person, I won't mention who they are in my, in my life, but if they listen to this podcast, they will know who they are. But like, they were always confused why I was pressed and they weren't. 
Mm -hmm. And it's like, because I was always different and I was not ever trying to fit in the way that they tried to fit in to our Mm -hmm. family and how they continue to fit into our families or families, because this person has started to exhibit within our family is like anxiety. And I think it comes from them realizing that they can't truly be themselves or say Mm -hmm. what they want. And it causes fear. So that person's actually starting to learn how it feels like to be me. And I don't, I don't enjoy that for them. But mm-hmm. I like what you said that it does cause like that masking is what causes the anxiety and depression because mm-hmm. you're not speaking your truth. And when you can't speak your truth, you just don't feel like you are truthful. So, I mean, the podcast is an outlet for me. My TikTok's an out- outlet for me. Um, but those are in my relationships, all of my friends, my chosen friends, very rarely do I have a friend that's like, I don't care if you're Christian, just like, let's not let that be the topic of conversation all the time, because that's not. I don't t- always talk about my spiritual stuff. I feel like it's a respect thing. I don't know. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts? Do you think it's a respect thing? That's what I keep coming up with. You said a respect thing? Yeah. Yeah, I think I think that you can have civil conversations with people and believe different things. And that's how you learn and grow from one another. Because if we were all the same and believed in the same thing, life would be very boring. So you need you need differences amongst people, but you can do it in a civil manner. And like you said, it doesn't have to be the topic of discussion at all points. Spirituality is like a part of you. It's not necessarily has to be all of you. Yeah. <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah. And it kind of is, and it kind of isn't at the same time. Yeah, that's actually, that's something that the universe keeps uh, highlighting for me. They keep telling me over and over, you read people, you're not a reader. And I'm like, what? Mm. You know, and I'm like, what? (laughs) And they're like, we do not want you to identify with this because anytime anybody says anything against you, you'll take it personally if you, if that's how you identify yourself. And Mm -hmm. they're just like, we don't need you to identify yourself that way because they're not talking they think they're talking about you, but they're talking about a version of you that they see in your in their mind. And so like, it's more for my mental health to not identify my th- myself with things so, so much um, because then I will take it personal when people say reading tarot is fake, reading Oracle cards is stupid. Like then I'll start to take that personally, but it's not, it's not personal. It's their perception. And I just think it's odd. I think it's odd how people can just like go around saying that stuff to people. It's like, I don't go in your churches and tell you stop <laughs> saying this, like get out of my life. You know what I mean? It's so weird mm-hmm. to me, like focus on yourself, but that's a good point because actually they're showing me it's like the whole church is about focusing on everything, but themselves. It's about focusing on Jesus. It's about focusing on how other people are doing wrong. That's how they typically will project it. But for us and spirituality is all about ourselves and it's all about healing. And as well as just like, I think the best form of healing is living, living the life that you know, you're capable of living, you know, Mm -hmm. people call it healing, but I think it's living is really what it is. I absolutely agree with you. And this has been a journey that I've been on with my son about the church and spirituality and things of that nature. And I tell him, listen, we love Jesus, Mm -hmm. right? Like Jesus is our friend. He's a great guy. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful teacher. I, I said, but Jesus is not your savior. Mm-hmm. You are your own savior. Mm-hmm. Right? Like you are the one living this life. Like you said, like living and existing and you have choice and you have free will. And what we can do at the end of the day is be the best person that we can be and treat others how we want to be treated ourselves. And that's all you need to do. 
like at the end of the day, all of the religions and all of the texts and all of these things, it boils down to love yourself and love other people how you want to be loved. Like it's all boils down to love right. and all of the texts and religions. I see them as support systems. Yeah. Something came through the other day where like, because that projection, I actually feel like I do it a little bit now that I think about it and I don't know how I feel about it, but and during a reading the other day, people were like, oh my gosh, I love how accurate you are. Thank you so much for like, for giving us this gift. And like, they were just picking up on all the accurate. And that day, I will say, Brittany, I was on one. I was like, literally. <laughs> You're in like a channeling mode. <laughs> there was a lot of stuff coming through that I'm like, I'm being super specific right now. And like, mm-hmm. and they were just acknowledging that. And I, you know, I typically, because I get so tired during the afternoon, I always ask the universe to give me the healing messages that they need. And like that for them to basically work through me. So I don't have to feel exhausted because I don't know if I could do it without like praying and asking them to like help me. So I found myself when they were like acknowledging about it, part of me wanted to accept that. And then I just said, it's all the universe. The universe is doing this. It's like, Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm just working with the universe. So I gave the universe all the credit, but like, it's interesting thinking of that as like, we are our saviors and things like that. Um, because there's a part of me that knows, and this is the, this is the argument I get in, or I used to get in. I do not, I do not stand on this hill anymore with this person because I love them, but we will never see eye to eye. But, um, I truly do believe we were all, we are all sparks of God. And I do know for a fact, I was actually thinking of it today. Oh, it's three, um, three, three, by the way. Oh, nice. <laughs> and that's the Christ number is three um which is what I was about to 30 33 is a Christ number yep so like um so that's awesome so yeah maybe that's just an acknowledgement he's been talking Mm -hmm. that he's been talking to me about this all day long his name was not even Christ that is the name of the consciousness that he was embodying as we Mm -hmm. all do when we accept that consciousness that's why his name was Jesus Christ, but his last name was not Christ. That was mm-hmm. the consciousness he was carrying. It's almost like if you were going to be Brittany Christ, Raylan Christ, you know, it's the consciousness that we are allowing to be one with ourselves. He was actually telling me this morning, it was like the people that don't claim they can talk to me directly or hear me directly. Um, they don't know me in the ways mm-hmm. that you know me because you actually talked to me and which is what I did back then. And they thought I was crazy because I was talking directly to the father, which is what you do. You also do healing messages for people. You are a healer Mm -hmm. as, as, as was I. And so it was like, he was just giving me this pep talk this morning. It's like, don't let anybody tell you who I am to you, you know, that who they are, who I am to them is, is where they're at. But like, don't let it, people tell you who I am to you. So it was an interesting morning because he was talking to me a lot. And I don't always hear from Christ. Perhaps it was for this conversation. I'm not really sure. Because, um, yeah, I'm going on a rant is what I'm, I'm feeling like. But, okay. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Christ, Christ consciousness has been coming up a lot recently. Yeah. As far as like readings with people, consciousness with people, I think that the Christ consciousness is trying to restructure within people's paradigms right now Mm -hmm. and saying like, it doesn't have to be this or that. Like it can be this and that, (laughs) right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, because I do find it interesting. The only reason I don't correct them or or engage with conversation is because Jesus tells me not to, or else I would, Mm -hmm. you know, if Jesus didn't tell me, like, Ray, they're not going to be able to hear you and they don't care. 
they're more, they more care about changing your mind. And we know that's not going to happen. So now if it was a genuine person that is, is very curious as like someone that might be listening to this today, which they're fully Mm -hmm. well within their right to listen to. These are my true thoughts. This is what I know to be true. And it feels very real, but also Jesus doesn't feel like my father either. Um, and that way he always tells me that he is my brother. He always tells Mm -hmm. me that he he's, he always makes it feel really weird. Um, I always feel very strange thinking about Jesus being anything over myself because he tells me that that's not true. So it's very interesting. So yeah, I love that because I tell people all the time, because a lot of times people will, uh, pedestalize like spirit guides and goddesses and deities and all of these things that we talk to, but like what I have gleaned from like doing work like this is they don't want you to do that. Yeah, they are, we are equal to all of them. We are all living our own experience. Like I believe this, we are source experiencing itself and like we are equal to everyone and everything. Yeah. Like they're a beautiful support, right? But they want you to see your power and your grace and your beauty within yourself just as much as they have that within them. Yeah. You know, they've been showing it to me interesting lately. They're like people calling on us as support system is like, me, Raylan, listening to a Tony Robbins podcast. Absolutely. Yeah. Or, or calling a friend. Like, hey, can you come talk with me? Yeah. About <laughs> like some of these people like Tony Robbins or other people that we know that we really look up to, Brene Brown, these people have mm-hmm. specialized in their fields mm-hmm. and they're and they're somewhat revered because of their knowledge and their practice. But mm-hmm. like they show me that that's very similar to what they can be. They're more of like, yeah, I specialize in confidence. When you need confidence, call on me and I will help you. I will give you the resources much like any other guide would do. So they do show me that they are good tools, but you're more so just calling on an aspect of the divine that is within you that you can mm-hmm. use in order to embody that. And, and it's so interesting. I know, and this is why they're showing me how people that are Christian will be so annoyed by us but that's okay like this is my podcast we're allowed to talk about what we want who knows who will even listen to it but it's more like what I was about to say about that is back then oh my gosh my head would be spinning off my shoulders like hearing people (laughs) talk like this you know because they think that you're allowing spirits to possess you I've never been possessed in my life you know I Mm -hmm. hear things I hear things and I see things but I have always been except for maybe there is this time I can remember when I was drunk now that's a whole nother thing. We yeah, that's a whole like spirits, quote unquote, spirits letting spirits in. Yes. <laughs> that's another podcast because there isn't yeah. times when I've been drunk that how did I get from that to that? Because I don't remember. I don't know how my legs were working. You know, I don't think it's possession. I think it's muscle memory, but my brain was not there. So anyways, mm-hmm. we'll go on that one another day. Um, I was going to say too, if you had, so like you were talking about, people are on their own journeys. And like, they're only in the consciousness of what they're in the consciousness of, right? And looking through those lenses. So when I had pulled like so far from the church and spirituality, and I was like, I don't want anything to do with any of that ever again, right? 
if you had told me that I would be doing, uh, working with crystals and doing Reiki and doing psychic readings and like tapping into people's energy bodies and talking to guides and spirits and, and you know, whatever, whatever, I would have said, you are out of your mind. Okay. I would say, I don't know what you're talking about, That's but it right. took me going down those like rabbit holes and those breadcrumbs and like refinding myself. Right. Mm -hmm. That like that, that is me at a soul level, but like, mm -hmm. there's so many layers that were put on top of that it was hard for me to see myself mm -hmm. masking like we're talking about too and so like you're saying if somebody is in that religious like construct box you that's not something you can talk somebody out of or like tell somebody a different story like sometimes you can because they you can plant seeds right just like they can with you but it's not something you can just rip somebody out of no, but for some reason, I'm, I'm getting these visions of like when I was little. So I want to ask you about this. Like, did you ever get these sensations before you left the church? Like, what was it like for you in the church knowing, knowing what you know now? Can you look back and see that these, this was always coming up for you in one, one way or another? Uh, absolutely. So I grew up on a tree farm and I was out in nature all the time. And I would talk to like animals and this, like tree spirits and things of that nature right I was not allowed to watch anything like Harry Potter like nothing witchcraft right or like magic even Disney sometimes right and so I would get books and I would pretend that I'm a witch doing spells and that's without me seeing that type of content right like I was already like in tune to do that <laughs> And like, I would try and like psychically talk to my sister. I tried to hypnotize her one time. Like, <laughs> it was it's just like a Quick natural question. Are, is your sister alive? She is. Okay. No, she's alive. It's okay. when we were kids. Okay, okay. <laughs> I, I, I actually didn't know you had a sister. So that's why I had to like make sure. Yes. I was like, were you trying to connect to your sister that had passed? Like, No, what? she's still, she's still alive. Okay. And so I had all of these like inclinations and have, have always been drawn to those type of things. Right. Mm -hmm. And then when I got older, they let me watch Sabrina, the teenage witch. Mm -hmm. Okay. I, that really like sparked things up. And I was like, that feels natural and it feels right. I know that's not like a completely accurate depiction of spirituality, mm -hmm. but it was, it was more in line with like who I am as a soul. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? Did you have inclinations? Yeah. I mean, I heard God for this first time when I was 10, he told me to take money out of my house because my dad was about to steal it, which he did try to steal it. Um, but it was like $130. And um, my dad was a drug addict and uh, we had to hide our money from him. And I just was going to get some money for concessions, like two bucks. And I have my because, you know, I'm in fourth grade. You're not supposed to bring $130 to fourth grade. But this voice overrode that rational thought and said, take it with you. And so I did. And I get home, my Nana's standing at the door, uh, waiting for us to get in the trailer. And she said, go pack a bag and you're coming home with us, which it was a weekday. It was crazy. And mm -hmm. then we walk in the whole living room's torn up from like top to bottom where he was trying to steal my money. And so, wow. I mean, that was pretty clear me and my sister both saw a ghost when we were younger. We never talked about it until we were in our mid to late twenties. We used to see this man with a top hat, which is very specific. I was like, for some reason, her and I were talking one day. I was like, did you ever see the man in the top hat? And she was like, how did you know about him? And I said, you saw him too. He was a, he looked like 
black noise, not white noise, but like black fuzzies from like you would think on a TV. It mm-hmm. looked like that. And we did not talk about it till we were way older. Unless we just don't remember not talking about it as kids. But he like would be in the doorway and like go float over our bodies. Like, and we didn't talk about it till we were 20, uh, late 20. Have you heard of that phenomenon of people that see an entity with a top hat? It's like a consciousness form that visits people. <laughs> and it's actually this like really widespread like phenomenon where like people see the same thing and they say posterize that it's its own consciousness like that being is visiting you we should like do a side conversation about that um <laughs> well, now uh, I have so, to look yeah I did a I had something similar and now that you're saying that I had something similar when I was a child and it was like this entity that was always trying to get in contact with me it was like this very black shadowy figure and it was really scary like it was being very intrusive and I had a hard time sleeping because I was always like waiting for it to show up Mm -hmm. um and I've I've since then figured out what it was and what it was trying to like speak with me about right but as a child that's very scary and those things happen and then they kind of put you off to wanting to do anything with like spirits oh did you find the did you find the phenomenon (laughs) yeah it's a whole thing (laughs) oh my gosh it's like the top hat people (laughs) or entity they call him the hat man that's it is it an interdimensional being yeah I'm gonna have oh my god (laughs) sick yep oh my gosh who is he okay this is we're definitely keeping this in the podcast but I'm gonna have to like do a follow-up for the followers dude this is exactly what that thing looked mm-hmm. like there's I probably say- there's a, apparently there's a lot of people that experience that and it's the same like entity form coming to like visit them I don't know why I I'll haven't have to really see gotten it. into it <laughs> I saw something about trauma but I'll have mm-hmm. to send that to my sister and see what she says because yeah it was it was cool to have her validate something that I'd seen um I also did like like I had this weird connection to Selena after she died. Like I used to feel like I used to talk to her and like sing to her. Um, and I felt like she was watching me one time when I sung, sung to her. What else? Oh, oh, most of all, I used to hear voices in my sleep. So I'm not sure if people mm-hmm. on the podcast know this story. I feel like I would love to tell it. Um, but one night I was sleeping, me and my mom, and my sister used to share a room and I felt like it felt like an acorn had fallen on my middle of my forehead, which this was way before I knew about third eyes, but it was right there. And I woke up and I heard three, there were three people in the room. I only heard two and, but I knew three were there and it said, we've got to go. And then the other said, she's waking up. One was a man, one was a girl. And one was just this, like, I don't know. It was just a feeling that there were three people in the room. I woke up angry because I thought my sister and my mom had stayed up late, just like chit-chatting and being stupid. So I was like ready to yell at them at 12 Mm -hmm. at night. They were dead asleep. Mm -hmm. So it was someone in the room. I used to have something. uh, I woke up in the middle of the night hearing something say, uh, woke me up and it said, we're working on your meridians. You can go back to sleep, which I didn't know what meridians were. I was 13, Um, (laughs) but but I trusted it and I went right back to bed. What if they were planting the seeds for you to do Reiki later on? Because, you know, Reiki has to do with your meridians and they're like, we're getting your meridians 
ready to do well, Reiki later. Interestingly enough, I've, I've started flashing back to those experiences in my life and thinking that perhaps these were future healings I was doing on myself, like mm-hmm. maybe right now. And I was hearing them in the past. I don't know. I, I love know. that because I, I have had times like in my past where I was going through something like very traumatic, right? Mm-hmm. And I could literally hear a voice saying, it's okay. I'm, co- I'm, I'm coming back to get you. Right. Mm-hmm. And so years later, I started getting into like past version healing and start like going in and healing those, those energetic timestamps or like the trauma. Yeah. And All right, sorry to cut that short. That is just part one of Brittany and my interview. I have another like 30 to 40 minutes to go, but I just couldn't wait. I wanted you to hear part one and we know how busy my schedule has been. So I wanted to give that to you today. I hope to have part two up tomorrow or the next day, but either way, it's going to come to you super soon because I'm having such a fun time with these episodes and I want to give them to you as soon as I can. So again, hope that you enjoyed that episode. Please stay tuned because part two will be up very quickly. Also, just like a hint, I am actually interviewing someone today who talks to angels. And so that is on the schedule today. Super excited to do that. And I just really, I'm really enjoying bringing you these stories. And I have just met some really incredible people the past few months. And I just love to hear their stories. I love to hear how we're different, how we're the same, how our gifts started, what we do to help, what we did to cut them off. It's just, it's on and on and on. So Thanks so much for listening today and yeah, super excited to bring you part two very soon. Have a great day. Bye.